Cheltenham and Aintree are behind us. Newbury and Newmarket are almost here. Yes, it's time for the flat. It's a big welcome back to the turf season and a big welcome back to you. You're listening to another episode of George and Charlie Off the Bridal. Firstly, many thanks to all of you who have given us such good feedback from the first two episodes. Hopefully we'll keep you all entertained in this episode three. Uh, once again, we're in our very favourite local, the King's Head here in Dullingham. And for the second successive podcast, we have a very special guest joining us. But before we introduce our guest, it's time to remind you of the home team. I'm Tony Rushmer, and these two are Newmarket Racehorse trainers, George Scott and Charlie Fellows. What's news, guys? Well, woke up from a text message from Fellows this morning, which is odd because normally I beat him out of bed, uh, saying this is going to be a, a great day. Um, so I'm about to hear why it's going to be such a great day, but... Why is it going to be a great day, George? <laughs> well, we started the flat season and Fellas is off to a flyer. He's banged in a couple of winners. And uh, despite my horses running well, I find myself a little way behind. So, so we are our annual competition. Where, what are the standings at the moment? How are we doing? Three zip. Three, three zip to uh to fellow and then prize money i thought we haven't even started on prize money yet have we yeah, that's only a one race pot sort of i mean you're you're not sort of screeching clear you want i mean how much prize money is there these days for a 0 to 55 and a 0 to 70 it's not about that mr oppenheimer's philly one. Oh no but you're nice talking about prize money so you're talking about prize most... money how much prize money did you win for your 0 to 55 and 0 to 70 which you're so gleefully cheering me as has been well documented recently. sir henry sir charlie's fellows arc have really upped their game on the prize money front so i think we ran a princely sum of about three grand <laughs> <laughs> no well done your horses have run well and actually you've been unfortunate not to pick up a couple of other winners along the way it's nice to see them run well and um, we've we've actually on on a serious note our horses are running well as well since the last podcast we had the second in the brocklesby who um who looks a really nice type he worked again this morning he's going to head to the craven meeting uh, to meet uh, probably a couple of Charlie Appleby's rockets, but um, the form's worked out well for the Brocklesby, and it's nice to have a horse to look forward to. So he did run. He actually ran a blinder. Yeah, Can't credit where credit's due. I don't have much to give you credit for this year, but that was that was a very good run. He, no, it was, he, and he looks a he looks a really good looking horse as well. No, he's a lovely horse, and <clears throat> he was probably just slightly intimidated on the far side by the eventual third. But no, no, no excuses. Beat, beaten fair and square on the day. Funnily enough, actually, I did receive a phone call from you that day uh, when I was at Doncaster. Didn't you? You were um, calling me about the ground for Chief of Chiefs. Yeah. And um, I seem to remember I was very considerate of you. You had you on the phone saying, "Oh, my best three-year-old got beat last night," and uh, poor, poor old Prince. Yeah, poor old Prince of Aaron didn't hadn't run his race. He can't, I mean, he's been a wonderful horse, hasn't he? But, and uh, I remember sort of very much rallying you along and saying, don't worry, buddy, everything's going to be great. And then I wake up to a text message from you this morning. So You, you know who your friends are, George, don't you? What, what have you two been off to away from, up to away from racing? You, fellows, there's a suggestion, just a hint of a hangover. Is this true? Two days, 48-hour hangover. It's not good. Fellows has been planning terrible stag days. His poor best mate uh, has given him the... 
um, the, the thankless task of organising him a stag do. Anyway, so this bright spark organises him a stag do in Cheltenham during Aintree. That was the whole point, <laughs> you idiot. Why do you need to go to Cheltenham because, because to watch Aintree? Why not go to Aintree? Because Aintree is a pain. You have to get all the way up to Liverpool. Some of us have horses to gallop in the morning, so we decided to meet in a pub down in Cheltenham. We had a private room and we watched the racing, had a lovely time. Uh, and it was very enjoyable, but I'm clearly not the... I mean, when I was at university, if we didn't go out four nights in a week, it was a quiet week. Like, it, and, and you'd get up the next morning having had a bottle of gin and you'd feel absolutely fine. <laughs> Christ alive. Two days, I'm 48 hours after this stupid stag do and I still feel absolutely horrendous. You do look a bit peaky, to be fair. Uh, the boys, some, all of our great friends were on, they had a lovely time. I did have a call from Harry Eustace this morning sending me some footage of um, of fellows who, who managed to find himself in the back seat on the way back from Newbury. He got all the way to about five <laughs> miles from home, had to pull over. You overcooked it, Charlie boy. I wouldn't say overcooked it. I just said two hours in the back of a Vauxhall Vectra. <laughs> With one of the worst drivers you've ever had been in. If I'd been in the front seat, I'd have been absolutely fine. It was just very disappointing that I got all the way to Dullingham. <laughs> two, two hours, two and a half hours. I got there two hours, 20 minutes in the car, and I just felt awful doing me. Not good. No. There regional go. clubbing doesn't suit you no. so much. I went regional clubbing. I had also had a stag do um, where we went to Newbury. Noel Feely's last day. Not, I wouldn't follow the jumps racing particularly closely but incredible ambassador for the sport and was quite quite cool to be there for that anyway we went out into reading ended up sleeping in a sort of one of those hotels sort of 20 quid a night job with plastic on the mattress and oh god the blind had fallen down and found myself left by myself sat at mcdonald's at one o'clock what was the nightlife in reading like these days was that where the stag actually was that evening or was yeah we went night had by all stayed in reading yeah great night i mean Sticky feet on the floor job, and but I busted out. <laughs> the hotel, <laughs> the hotel. I'm not sure I can even say this, but the hotel we stayed at when uh, Harry Eustace and George Peckham went to drop their bags off in their bedrooms at five o'clock that afternoon after being in the pub. They could hear next door two people obviously really enjoying their stay <laughs> in the hotel in Cheltenham. That was a lovely welcome <laughs> sort of institution that was establishment that you like to frequent Charlie or is it, it was stag do's a stag do stags are stags are very yeah stags yeah. come and go you know some fantastic ones and there's some pretty awful ones but yeah. Tony it's not just us that have been busy I'm sitting here with the most lovely coffee of the triumph of Henry Cecil which he's very kindly brought in for us yeah, two years worth of, uh, well, that's hard work. It's actually been great fun um, writing a book. You sort of look at it, 90,000 words sounds a bit daunting, but you talk to some of the people that I've been lucky enough to talk to to, to, to help um, build the content for this book. It's been you know, a bit of an adventure writing. It's my first ever book. And yes, it's out this week. So it's not just you guys with uh, Horses to Run at Newbury and Newmarket. I'm actually kind of excited too about the triumph of Henry Cecil. Well, I can vouch that it's going to be a fantastic read, Tony. You and I met at Warren Place. There's no doubt there's going to be some wonderful stories which probably haven't been told before. Anyway, that book's out this week. Moving on. Good work, fellas, on and off the track. Interesting updates. Um, and we'll hear more about your upcoming runners later. In this episode, we're now about to introduce our special guest. And after Charlie's incredible cricketing and wedding story served to almost upstage Ollie Bell's appearance in episode two, 
We've made sure there's absolutely no chance of a repetition this time as our latest guest, well, I suppose we can just about describe her as racing royalty. Okay, everyone, with us today in the King's Head Dullingham is a lady with hundreds of winners to her name. Indeed, she was the first woman to ride 100 winners in a season, no less. In 2011, our guest rode her very first Group 1 winner, thanks to Dream Ahead's July Cup victory, and she proved herself the queen of the sprints that summer when Margot did oblige in the Nunthorpe at York. She has since been recognised in the 2016 Honours List. It's time for us to welcome Hayley Turner, OBE. Welcome, Hayley. Lovely to have you here. You're looking very well from your winter exploits in Dubai. Uh, how well am I looking? <laughs> no, you no, want to be you careful. Look fresh, you look fresh and ready to go for the season ahead. You need to be careful saying that to a girl. Why am I fat? <laughs> <laughs> right, well, considering you rode for me the other day, we know that you're, um, you're on track anyway. And uh, Charlie, um, Charlie's not looking so well from his weekend. Yeah. Anyway, H... How, is, how are you? It's lovely to see you. We've known each other a very long time from both being at Bells and Charlie's known you well from um, Newmarket. All good? Yeah, very good. Um, back riding again full time now after doing my little stint in retirement, doing a bit of media and uh, just realised how much I miss riding the horses. So I came back riding last year and uh, I'm going to um, persevere with that this year now. No, it's great. Well, everyone's delighted to have you back, and you've come back with a, you've come back with plenty of winners. And especially as I was just saying earlier, it was really cool that you nearly managed to win the UAE UAE Oaks, especially as His Highness Sheikh Mohammed was there in attendance. Oh, I know it was. I, so I walked into the paddock. No one had even told me that Sheikh Mohammed would be there. So I was kind of like took my breath away, and I was like, oh, so I did a little. Oh, well done, because he won the race before, and I was, I was just. I think I look really nervous. But then when I got on the horse, I was fine. Like, meeting him in the paddock was the hardest bit. So I did a little nod you of the did head. A little... Yeah. Did you take your helmet off or on? He won't give me a fist pump, so... <laughs> <laughs> and it is intimidating with all the entourage there and Shane Mohammed in his own back garden. You know, and I bet it was just... It was... Oh, you were very close to winning. If it wasn't for... Um, if it wasn't for that good filly of Charlie Appleby's, yeah. you, you would have... I was literally at the half furlong marker planning my night out, thinking, I cannot believe I've pulled this off on a 66 to one shot. And I was like, right, my friend Amy's going to need to get a babysitter. We're going to Where do you think you'd have ended up? Oh, Cavalli Club is. with the table, spraying champagne, everything. More than likely. With Crisford in town. <laughs> yeah, any, any Dubai trip involves Ed Crisford, who's also wintered well in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that was exciting. And now you're back here and you're, you're back with the, the governor, as you call him. The governor, yeah, Michael Bell. He's um, he's carried me pretty much through my career, I think, with all my stopping and starting with injuries and retirements and being apprentice and then being a professional. And he's just always been there to give me a leg up when times are tough. So, um, yeah, I'm lucky to be there. And I, I enjoy going into the yard because it's... Um, it's a good laugh. I actually think this year, everyone that works in racing in Newmarket wants a job at Bells because they, you know, with all the social media, everyone can just see how much fun and banter we all have. I was speaking to, I was speaking to Taff the other day <laughs> yeah. and he said they never have more than three lots. They always got loads of staff. They've never had a problem with a staffing crisis or anything like that. 
But I said that to him the other day. He's rich. He can afford to do that. He said he's only got two and a half lots. I said, you're rich. You can afford to do that. (laughs) But he doesn't, he's old fashioned, Michael, in that way. He would never have four lots. He would be on the walker. But he is a great, he is great fun to work. I mean, I worked for him with you for three years. We had a, we had a hell of a time and great fun. And, and people seem in racing, as you say, they want more than the money, the wage. They might think they want the wage, but they, they you've do, got to create it, an atmosphere they? that they enjoy working in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very laid back as well, isn't he? And I think that yes, helps. He's and a star. Does he ever lose his rack? I can't imagine. Does he ever? Have you ever Not, seen him shout? No, his no. His hands flay like this, doesn't he? He can just. He shakes his, shakes his head, head and it's just, you know, walk off. But that's as far as it goes, really. I mean, he's good. For, it's good for me when I ride for him because there's, you know, you ride a normal race and. He, there's there's never any pressure because he doesn't it's not a lot of trainers will blame the jockey for the ride whereas the governor can see the horse wasn't either good enough or there's there's always another excuse before he points the finger at the jockey which a lot of trainers don't do so when I ride for him he gives me loads of confidence and I think I ride better for him for that reason can, can I oh sorry can I ask who you mentioned the trainer that you, that you obviously love working for Michael Bell other trainers that you enjoy working for and conversely and you don't have to name and shame but perhaps are trainers that you don't yeah. enjoy working there's, for there's definitely other trainers that you know put you under more pressure and a lot of the you know the the trainers are trying to keep the owners happy and they don't want to take the blame so it's easier to point the finger at the jockey sometimes but then also some trainers will be like they'll give you orders and then they'll say right just jump out so you switch them off behind the leaders. If they go too fast, do this. And then if they go too slow and you don't want to be too wide and you just need to hang on to them a little bit too, and you're just like, oh, my God, what are you on about? Yeah, you know I mean, I don't, your brain. What, I don't know what I'm meant to do now. <laughs> yeah. Just going out onto the track, scratching your head. I think I've just so. done that to my poor apprentice who's been riding about <laughs> half an hour. What are these two like to ride for, Hayley? I mean, give us an indication of what Scott and... Well, funnily enough, I don't know what Charlie's like to ride for. Yes, you do. Really? Yes. In fact, you rode the horse that runs today. Oh, yeah, she's lovely. No, it's a boy. (laughs) It was the the filly I rode at Yes, you did ride a filly, yes. You rode the horse that runs today. He's eight, eight, nine years old, and you rode him one of my first runners at Nottingham. Buckland Bow. He's not still going. Is he's he? still going. No. Runs today. He's got his Zimmer frame up at Ponte Frat with him. Excuse <laughs> me. He's going up to Ponte. Yeah, Hack up to Ponte. He loves Ponte. Chance? He's run well there. Would have been it, out. By I time. don't know. He'll be out by the time yeah. this comes out. But. Anyway, um, um, so you have, and then you rode Treasure Me last year for me. She was nice. Um, um yeah. So. Yeah, straightforward enough, to be fair. I am going to say that because I'm sat next in between them. I'm straightforward, surely. Yeah. I'd let you crack on. You did well for me. I think you rode me three winners. I can imagine your instructions being a nightmare. (laughs) Mm. Why don't we we let the jockey do the talking, mate? Remember when you were helping Lady Cecil train? Yes. And we got the plane up to air. Yeah. And... So I was riding Shaden. I stank of petrol by the time I got up there. It was <laughs> such a small plane. <laughs> so there was there was me, George, Tony Nurse as the racing manager, and Paul Hannigan. And oh, all the way up, I was like, right, 
six furlongs. You can't get to the front too soon on her. I've won on her twice before. As soon as she gets to the front, she pricks her ears. So George was like, yeah, okay, you know what you're doing. So anyway, they're watching the race, jumped out the stores, made the run in. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Clyde. what the I'm hell is she doing? She's about 25 to one, wasn't she? Yeah. She, can't, she can't be in front. What's she doing? And then luckily I got away with it because she stayed in front. She was but... like a jet. That was yeah. honestly, that would rank up there with some of my favourite moments on a, on a racetrack. That It was pretty cool. Yeah. Because um, it was all about when we were working for for Jane Cecil was about proving ourselves and and that was for the filly that was anyone could have yeah. had so and that was a great I remember that the the plane ride back oh that plane I asked the, the <laughs> pilot how much it would cost he said it cost about thirty grand to buy it we went all the way back from Air all the way back to Newmarket yeah that's good fun which of the jockeys are good for feedback who are the ones guys that you think actually you could even get real good insights well I mean obvious one is Ryan Moore who. Has not, You're not going to go for your stable jockey. Not ridden for me anymore. Not ridden for me much. He's riding well, Stevie, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He rode a winner for me on Friday. Nice. Gave that a bloody One at Wolverhampton. Ride. At Wolverhampton. Very good From the that. front. It was a very good ride. Brilliant ride. And he was just waiting and waiting and waiting yeah. for them. And then he just had he enough. He rides Wolverhampton very well. I think his record around Wolverhampton is phenomenal. That's because you run a lot of horses there. I don't run very many horses there. So I should be I should be using my, uh, my jockey strengths more. Ryan's feedback is exceptional i'm told ted durkins when he was riding was absolutely phenomenal and i know he's got obviously he's got a good position position at stouts at the moment um oshin's like doing well now as well he kind of has a good understanding of everything yeah. but but i mean it's just for a young lad he's like oshin's just unreal you just oh, would not that. think he's that age and he just talks like he's got so he just knows he's got so much experience and confidence He's riding. How old so is he? Com- yeah. How old is 23? he? 23. Yeah. He really is riding with so much confidence. Yeah. But, um, and your good friends, who are your good friends in the weighing room? Are you, are you, are you, you've always gotten well with everyone to be Yeah. Um, I was actually going to add Rab Pavlin into that, giving feedback. Yeah. So I go awesome. racing with him a lot. And when I hit, he has, like, when he's driving, he'll have John Gosden on loudspeaker. And the way they communicate about the horses, it's like, I learn so much when I go racing with him. He's yeah. really, a lovely really, man, really. Great fun. Yeah. Right guy as well, isn't he? Good take on he's things. He's been isn't off he? injured for a few weeks, but I think he's coming back this weekend. So. Yeah. I well, bumped into him actually the other day in Claire's accessories. Really? <laughs> rap, rap. I was like, Robert? <laughs> so that's what he's been up to. Like, he's, he's, he's in there in, yeah. in Newmarket in Claire's. I had a good chat with him, and um, he is such a nice man and plays a huge role in the most powerful stable in the country. Mm. My friends in the weighing room, I think it. I get on with them all and depending on what sort of topic you want to speak about, it depends on who you talk to. So if I want to have a chat about the boxing, I'll go and have a chat with Franny Norton. Uh, music, you go to Rab. Rab, yeah. Yeah, I like the snooker. George Wood likes the snooker. Um, if I want to talk about... Philosophy, something intellectual, who yeah. would you go to? Politics, Liam Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and what about in the stewards' room? Um, in the stewards' room, who would you not want to be up against if you're trying to keep No race? one, they're all... They're, all the jockeys, are, they look after each other in there as, as best they can. There's know, like a code. Not, yeah. You know, you know. Un, yeah, you... Like, we race against each other and we're always, you know, like rivals in that way. But actually everyone, I know it sounds cheesy, but we actually do all get on and have a bit of banter because it just... And, and Havlin's the music. The, the, he's a go-to when it comes to music. Yeah, Rab's like... Know that. He's one of the more senior jockeys. It's like the other day I was with, uh, went into Lingfield and I am have a peg in the corner 
obviously I don't get changed in there, but that's where I hang all my stuff. And there was me, Fergus, Franny Norton. I was like, look, everyone else is in the other corner, all the young lads drinking Red Bull and talking about the weekends and we're doing stretches and taking spoonfuls of cod liver oil in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Rab's one of the... He's one of the older guys, but he's one of the coolest as well. Like, he's always really trendy yeah. and he loves his music. And He loves, yeah. like, his house and... Well, I, he'll, he'll say, well, that's not right, but he loves his techno and house. So he's the sort of jockey loves... equivalent of myself. Well, you're well, more yeah, indie, cool, aren't you? Mm. music-loving, <laughs> you know, laid-back. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Something like that. So, so just to get the music thing sorted out, your foal's indie... You're the more on the dance. No, no, it's not the uh, dance. Jake, Jake, Jake. No, oh, so on, you're you're nice. more da- you're more dance, aren't you? More house. I like house music, yeah. Haley music. Well, I have different playlists depending on what mood I'm in. Yeah. So, I've got um, an angry lady playlist, a bit of Alanis <laughs> Morissette, Lauren Hill, and then I've got uh, Snoop Dogg. Obviously, I can't listen to that if I'm going racing with the governor. Do you know what I mean? No. He's not going <laughs> to want to know what Snoop's got to say. <laughs> you can listen to whatever you want with him, to be fair. Yeah. He's pretty relaxed. Mm. And you guys, uh, are you? I always get not mixed up. Do one of you? Do you support the same team or a different team? No, you different know, teams. George. No, I don't. I seriously, I, do you, I never know. What are county doing this year? I wish we. I wish we weren't going to talk about it, but we're obviously going to. So. Not, not very well. Notts County aren't doing very well. We're in the bottom three. So it's basically between Yeovil, who you had a Yeovil supporter on last week. We did, yeah. He didn't uh, talk about that, actually, which is funny, funny yeah, that. I wish you... So we are... There's two that are going to go down, and it's between Yeovil, Macclesfield and Notts County. You've hit form, though, haven't you? They've been digging out a couple of results recently. Wow, yeah, but... Because it looked all is, over about yeah. a month ago, and now suddenly you've got a chance? Haven't you We've, got about half our team on loan? Yeah, we're, we're trying. We're put, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do, I do, obviously, I support Notts County, but because I'm actually from Nottingham, I haven't, I don't like begrudge Notts Forest. Like, I do support them as well, but if they were playing Notts County, then obviously I'd want oh, County to win. We're done. We're done. It's all over. You're in, the, you're in mid-div, aren't you? Promotion dream yeah. over. We lost to Rotherham away this weekend. It's all over. You're playing Sheffield Championship football Wednesday tonight. Probably, I don't care anymore. Oh, I've lost, lost interest. interest. Yeah, 2019 is over. And snooker, I've seen you at the Crucible. I've seen you sitting in the crowd, and they get the. Is do you do you actually like snooker, or is yeah. it just a friend of yours? I love it. Well, Amy Weaver, I don't know if you remember her. She used to train. She was assistant before yeah. George at Michael Bell's, and that's how I met her. <laughs> she. Am I imagining this? Or is she working on cruise ships now or something? Well, she, she trained in Newmarket and then moved to Friends. This is, <laughs> this is random. This is random because this is what Amy's like. So she gave up training in France and then she went to be a croupier on a cruise ship oh. in uh, America. And then now she is in Russia teaching kids English and selling toys. Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah, it's, she, yeah, if Amy's... Bored or something, she'll go and do something else. She's she's quite. In fact, it's it's funny because she used to work in um, a casino in London because she's a croupier, and one of her mates still did. So one day after racing, I think it was Kempton, she says, "Oh, let's go and have dinner with my friend in the Playboy Casino." It's um, have you been there? No, I haven't. But I, I Yami, who sort of seems to spend his life in that, is yeah. Yami, it sounds seedy, but it's not. It's no, actually it's like a, a casino, really, yeah, it's a really cool place. So anyway, she goes, oh, one of um, 
one of the guys that goes in there all the time, he, he owns a few horses. So it was Khalifa Dasmal. Okay. So then I met Khalifa Dasmal, you know, out of racing with Pre or post, dream ahead? Pre. Oh, pre. So wow. I think that... Okay. It's really? not, yeah. Did that and, not get you the ride? Well, I think. Didn't do many harm. I was doing, I was riding, I was riding quite well at the time. And David Simcock, he watches all of the racing. Like he doesn't miss a trick. And yeah. I think if he sees someone riding with confidence, he'll, he'll use them. And so I think when he suggested me to him, because it was one of those meet, uh, one of those days where there's about eight different meetings. And I think William Buick couldn't ride him, Jamie couldn't ride him. And then it was like, oh, well, Haley's available. And so I think it might have helped definitely knowing him. I always, I actually always wondered how that came about. And actually now you mention it, you were really flying along, but it was a kind of inspired decision from Cocky to, to put you up on the horse and you, you, you connected so well with him. Um, and obviously won the race, but I always remember, <laughs> I always remember you crossing the line and going for the punch and sort yeah. of nearly falling, <laughs> falling off. Do you know what? After I don't the get line. to practice it often enough. That's no. the problem. <laughs> no, but it was. I mean, you see incredible. Frankie and and Ryan. Well, Ryan doesn't, but you see, you know, the the lads doing it, Doyler and that. They're just, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to do that. So. Punched the air like a hero, nearly fell off. Nearly came over the front. <laughs> so, the oh, well, I don't care. <laughs> was, was, that, was that the biggest day? I mean, that must be the best win, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Or Margot did for the boss. Yeah, that and that, that was a special it, day. And it was because Margot was like, she was a nearly horse until that day, wasn't she? I mean, I wouldn't, I won a listed race on her up air before. And mm. I remember that day because. I wanted to go and ride a horse of James Fanshaw's at Deacon Blues, was it? He, Deacon? Yeah, so I was meant to ride him in the Wokingham, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the governor wanted me to go and ride Margot Din in a listed race at air when Royal Ascot was on. Was and actually, you can throw a strop. Uh, to be I fair, didn't... you've got a strop in you. you well, I was frustrated, but obviously <laughs> the governor's got me where I am now and I'm going to you know, I'm going to go and, and do what I'm told. So I was in the paddock waiting to get on. Margot did as the big screen was up and I was oh, watching yeah. Deacon Blues go past the line. I think Johnny Murta rode him in yeah. the end. Oh, Christ. And so I was a bit like, that was that was annoying, but that's racing for you. And then she won the listed race, which helped a little bit, but it's still not a Royal Ascot winner. But then she went and won a Group 1. And if I hadn't gone to ride her then, I wouldn't and have And he didn't her. win a Group 1, exactly. amazingly. Yeah, yeah. But so. you did get... <laughs> <laughs> I, I will always remember I saw you at the end of that year and you said uh, you because you, you rode him on his first start at Ascot when he was running in a handicap of 98 yeah and you, I remember you saying to me at the end of the year how on earth did I get beaten on Deacon yeah. Blues off 98 they went won six in a row including the champion sprint it was rated 122 at the end of the year I'm good at getting him ready <laughs> <laughs> do you have um, that strong association with Fanshawe is that still ongoing to do you still work with the, with Pegasus at all or? Um, I haven't I haven't done but I do speak to James quite a lot still and I'm sure he'll have a, a couple for me this year so he always he always likes using the jockeys that suit, suit he's got the two he's got two two jockeys as well that ride out for him every, every day. day so when that happens Daniel and George yeah. yeah and who've done really well for him so yeah I remember when I was working with Fanshawe the first horse I ever saddled up you rode when I and I'd, I'd been there literally I think I'd been there a month and it was owned by Andrew Turner Oh. Who's who? If you have you you wouldn't know him. He's a he's a builder, rather a, a larger than life builder in Newmarket, and and a great man. And is always around Fanshawe's yard. 
normally winding the boss up. <laughs> but he had this horse called Incendo, who was a right monkey. I mean, as bad as you could possibly get. And the first horse I ever saddled up at Fanshawe's was him at Kempton, and Haley rode it. And literally, it doesn't come off the bridle, and she puts its head on the line. So don't get that. Literally juicy. on the line, and she has not moved. She did not move. <laughs> and afterwards, they asked. I was unsettling, and they asked for a quote, and I said something like, "God, Haley's got big balls." Or something. <laughs> I I actually got told off by the jockey that finished second that day because I was too cocky. He was like, why don't you just go and win half a length? You had to ride him like that. He was as bad as you got. I enjoyed that. I remember there was another one with, uh, with Andrew Turner. He had a horse called Levi Draper, who you rode as well. And, uh, he was running at, he was running at Salisbury and um, I was tasked with the job of driving Andrew down to Salisbury. And I don't know what the hell happened, (laughs) but I decided to use the Royston cut through, you know, where you go Royston over to the A1, cut through from Newmarket, rather than going M11, M25. Anyway, about an hour and a half after leaving Newmarket, we ended up back at Stansted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with Andrew in the driving seat, slowly <laughs> getting more and more agitated. I was like, oh, my God, this has not gone right. <laughs> anyway, we pegged it to Salisbury. We didn't get there. We had to pull off the road, no. find a bookies, watch the race. He won, so we missed his winner. Oh. And then we came back and we stopped off at a pub on the way home to have some dinner. Had the most miserable dinner you've ever had in your <laughs> life and got all the way back up here. Uh, I never heard the end of it. And Fanshawe, every time we called him, just thought it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Those those missions you get sent on as an assistant trainer are fairly brutal, aren't they? Oh, you just yeah. do get... I mean, I need an assistant trainer specifically to, to send, one, send them on. We had Nick Bell. The, You've got Nick Bell now? Yeah. He came to Wolverhampton with us the other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he answered your phone when I called you. He, yeah. he found very funny again. <laughs> Um, no, it's all good. Well, we're looking forward to um, hopefully giving you a few winners this year. Uh, we had a, we you, had fun Charlie, with Charlie. Same. Well, I should. I mean, I wouldn't rely on him. He hasn't trained a winner in 2019. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so you might be relying on me days. more than him. We've got quite a good strike rate, though. Haven't yeah, we? we've done well. You had you actually you completely turned a horse of mine on his head last the year before last horse called Rota Dubai. We couldn't get him to knuckle down and, and win. And I think did you? I think you won three on him in the end. Yeah. So um, I remember you saying you sat in the stalls and we, I, I think it was a sort of throwaway comment that D'Souza wasn't getting on with him. And I said, oh, Hayley, I don't think Sylvester's really getting on with this horse. So anyway, Hayley won on the horse and she said that she was in the next door stall to Sylvester and Sylvester started talking to her and Hayley was like, Sylvester, don't speak, don't speak. She'll, he'll think you're riding him. I don't want him to hear you. <laughs> George says you don't get on with the horse. Keep quiet. <laughs> Right, folks, let's refill our glasses and have a break, and then we'll come back and hear a little more from Hayley before I get some, hopefully, tips from the boys before we finish up. Welcome back, George and Charlie. Off the bridle, we're here with Hayley Turner as our special guest. Girl power, Hayley. There's been a lot of uh, people have followed in your footsteps, uh, lady riders, in the last few years. Which are the ones that you want to flag up as possibly the ones that you think could be destined for group race success? There's so many girls riding now compared to what there was when there was me and Kathy, like the main two years and years Lisa ago. Lisa Jones. 
I remember when you yeah, were with her yeah. back in the day. And it's funny because then I, it was like a, they were like rivals, even though I got on with Kathy like really well. Yeah. And I was pleased to see her do well. Um, but then when she had a winner, I'd be like, oh, well done. Or she'd be like, oh, well done. Bitch. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm like. Yeah, and it's it. like, and you are you are genuinely pleased for them, but you just then you want to do better, and yeah. it's just like I think Kathy was there when I had one of my best years, and I think she helped just to she was doing well, and I just wanted to she just pushed me to do better and better because I had her to compete with. Um, but the girls in the weighing room now, it's a bit different because I'm not really that generation, and they're all rivals against each other, and they're all. You know, they're all up and coming and it's... What are you saying? They're a bit younger? Yeah, basically. Yeah, but they're, and they're doing so well and I think that the fitness is so much better. I think they're all the girls are riding better than they've ever done because the standards are just getting higher and higher. Um, Nicola Curry, I think she's, she's one of my favourites. She's had a really good winter. Um, it would be nice. She's, this is going to be her first year without a claim. Um, so not necessarily this year, but I think that in time... I think she'll be, you know, riding at the top level. I think she's great. She's yeah. had a couple of rides for me and I've been really impressed with her. Yeah. She's she's strong. Yeah. She's very, very I'm strong. I'm sure you were asking me how she rode when we were driving down to Kempton because she was riding for you and you were saying... Well, I just wanted your opinion, George, you know. It sounded nice like you hadn't really do. done the conversation I had you boring on for <laughs> two hours. I had my own opinion. I just, you know, thought... Rather than you talk about yourself on your own horses, which is what normally happens, I just thought I'd get your opinion on Nicola. <laughs> good job I'm sitting does, in between these yeah, two. Absolutely, she does yeah. ride well. And there, as you say, there are some really good girls coming through. Yeah. Whilst we're on the girl subject, um, Amy Murphy had her first grade one winner at Aintree at the weekend and it was pretty extraordinary. She's done so well in such yeah. a short space of time, hasn't yeah. she? Fantastic. She's competing well. with the big boys in Newmarket mm. as well. Well, he's just the most gorgeous horse that. I mean, he's, I would have seen him, there. she's my next door neighbor. That's literally my claim to fame these days. <laughs> she's my next door neighbor. I see him every day and he, I think from very early age, he looked like he was going to be She top, beat top both of us. us to a group one winner. She did. Yeah. I've been quite a lot closer than you, but. One place closer than me. Neck. Huh? I was a neck away from one place, George. <laughs> Stop it. So, so Haley, you're busy as well as the as well as riding out for um, Michael Bell regularly. You've sat on one or two for George, and today you've been at Charlie Hills. You... Yeah, I rode a nice one for you the other day, actually. Um, what was Mike Celsia, you rode a yeah, you rode a three-year-old filly who unfortunately had two in injuries in her last two races, but has wintered well, strengthened up, and yeah, she moved well. She I was happy with her. Yeah, we'll have to get you on her when she when she runs. So how many days a week would you ride out at the moment, Hayley? At the moment, par bar Monday and Sunday, most days. So this morning I went and sat on one for Charlie Hills of um, Imad Al-Sagars, who, she's a nice filly. She just got beat at Kempton last time by one of Eve Johnson's that's running in the Guineas. So okay. um, we were quite a long way clear of the third. That horse is called Nushin. Um, and then, so I rode her this morning, was happy with her. Um, I'll go in to ride out for David Ellsworth when I can. Um, What's he like to ride out for? Oh, it's, it's great. He's, he trains at Edgerton Stables, which is just outside Newmarket, and it's the most beautiful yard. Mm. It's really nice. And he's out the way of the Newmarket hustle and bustle. He does his own thing. And you get on them and you walk around the ring and then 
every time you walk out the ring, you go in a different direction through the woods or you go, you know, there's just so many different routes around there and it's it's nice for the horses there as Canny well. Canny trainer, isn't he? Crap, what, yes. what, oh, he's a legend. He is a legend. And that's he was good genius. enough to put me yeah. on rip-off uh, in the Lincoln last week and he, he had a great chance going into it, but he they went too slow. He likes the massive fields, so they go a little bit too quick and they, they didn't go quick enough, so he was a little bit keen. Um, but he's running in the spring mile on Saturday. Um, unfortunately, Ryan's right. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Which oh. is fair enough. It's Ryan Ward. Yeah. You know, if you're going to and Ryan's one on him. I mean, yeah, Ryan's one on him as well. Oh, so I mean, if I was a trainer or an owner, I'd be like Ryan Moore. You would, wouldn't you, Sam? We've we've both got runners in the race as well. Charlie has got his old boy Chief of Chiefs. I see you've got James riding the Doyler. The Doyler. It's a good booking. Positive good booking. Point. Yeah, well, you know, he wants to ride a winner, so quite right. <laughs> I've got another bat running again who actually, since her last pod, ran in a pretty amazing race in the Lincoln off top weight. He was sat last and is made a move around the outside and didn't he? He did is well. Is Cam going to ride him again? He's Cam. not. I'm going to go, I'm going to go for, I'm not sure yet. I'll have to talk to the owners, but I think Oshin. No, no, we're just going to go because... I think it's more important that he gets a perfectly timed ride. Mm. And I just want one of the guys on him that is full of confidence and is going to ride him almost like a non-trial at the back and just kind of let him creep through them. Um, but, you know, whether that's the right decision or not, I don't know. But I'm, I'm pretty keen to use a pro. So Charlie's adamant that Chief of Chiefs will beat another bat. And I'm pretty hopeful. Well, I'm hoping they've I'm going to beat you both, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> if I get a run. They've had rain today. <laughs> Should we have a straight bet? Who finishes in front? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. 20 quid? Done. Yeah? I'm a shake on it. Go on then. Yeah, go on then. Fine. Oh, God. Oh, that is still the red wine, 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 wine over. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that, so that would be exciting. And then we, we have the, a few of the trials at the weekend as well. So look at all of Aiden's. Every single one of Aiden's Guineas winners has gone straight there. Yeah, yeah but no. they have a they pretty much have a race on the gallop, yeah. at the racetrack. Yeah. You know, the, their gallops would be like eight horses going yeah. like a race themselves. Yeah, in a way so. day. Yeah. Yeah. Friday's a big day for you at Newbury, isn't it? Friday it is quite a big day for us. Um, we have got a horse that I have long held in very high regard called King Ottica. He won his maiden first time out at Newbury on really soft ground. He's by Motivator. And then he ran in the Racing Post Trophy and... They went really hard that day and all the horses that were pretty inexperienced finished towards the second half of the field and he finished eighth or something. He wasn't beaten far at all. He runs in a 10 furlong conditions race on Friday at Newbury. I'm hoping that they've had plenty of rain today. I know that they were forecast it. It looks like quite a hot race. A few of the runners in the Racing Post Trophy are all in there and there's a, there's a couple of extra to think about too. But the 10 furlongs around Newbury will really suit him. He's the most beautiful horse you could ever see, and he cost a lot of money as a breeze-up horse. I hope hope he got, runs a big race. Do you know where you stand a little bit after Friday then? Yeah. In terms L of going forward. Exactly. I mean, look, the dream, yeah, he's, we put him in the derby. You know, that is the dream, whether he's in the French derby and the Irish derby as well. And he is, one thing we do know is he's going to want cut in the ground. So that's going to dictate a lot of where he runs this year. But I'm really looking forward to seeing him on the track. He's been working really well and, yeah, it'll be good. George, next week, um, Newbury and Newmarket this week and next week. What's, uh, what's We're going to let a couple more two-year-olds go. Um, Friday afternoon, there's a horse called Chattanooga Boy. He goes quite nicely in the Gradleys. But um, I just... He wants cut... Does he want cut in the ground? Yesterday. Yeah, he was, yeah, on ground. 
he wants it was just drying out quick there yeah yeah what happened to you well i was down to ride one of saeed's um two-year-olds which would have been his first two-year-old and i've ridden him at home he's really nice and i thought i was i thought it was a good thing and then i got the text message from where um from bhl you're not you're a non-runner but that's in that's in at newbury as well oh no he's not running because he was withdrawn on a Probably on a self set or something. Yeah, right. so that was that was a bit disappointing. Yeah, I'm sure because the race absolutely fell apart as well. Yeah, didn't look the most competitive. I mean, I well, was the slightly got cursing. loose, didn't they? Favorite got loose, galloped off down to the start, mm-hmm. and then yeah, two rolls, maybe another t- a two roll affiliate Windsor on Monday, and then as I say, um, two rolls haven't come out of a trot yet, barely. Really? You've run three. I haven't. Run Archie Watson's yet. had three winners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to message you the other day saying, "How long will it take for us to have three individual two roll winners between us?" <laughs> He's done really well. God, no. um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're all getting going. And, and as I say, I've been very much looking forward to this two-year-old at the Craven meeting. And, and I've got a nice handicapper called Storm Over who could run a conditions race. And um, the, the nice thing now is there's going to be multiple runners each week. And it's, it's good. You're not waiting for one runner every few days. And that gets beaten. It's disappointing. five runners tomorrow. Have you? Five, yeah. Crikey. All over the shop. Three different tracks. Which <laughs> one do you fancy the most? Well, the- well, Penland Lad runs under a penalty and he hacked up last week. So he should, he's been put up nine this morning by the handicapper. So he's technically three pounds well in. And I think he's still pretty well gonna, in off that. Are you going to go racing? To Kempton, yeah. yeah. Is this the busiest time of the year, chaps? Or would it be later in the year when it's the yearling sales? No, I think this is the busiest time of the year because you've got more horses and more runners going on. Well, I, I, I think you've got more. Obviously, as the year goes on, you get to the July sales, a few horses get sold, you pick up a few injuries. Like our numbers, I think, in the yard, maybe, okay, we've got the breeze ups around the corner, so there might be a couple more coming then. But your really, your numbers are probably as high as they're going to be all yeah. year at the moment. And they're now going to slowly de- decrease as the as the year goes on. So, yeah, I think it is busy. The yearling sales at the end are hectic, but... Um, it's not busy for jockeys at the moment. Like, no, we're not- doing a lot of riding out, but... You know, the racing's not in full flow yet. I think evening racing kicks come in. August and, yeah. you know, we're flat out doing, you know, we get limited to nine meetings a week and you, you pretty much fill that up all the time. So the, the jockeys are all riding out and they're all on the bridle and they're all keen and eager to yeah. to get busy going because most of, most of them, and me included, have rested during the winter and had an easy time of it, so... Is this a time when you're on to your agent and other trainers just to, to get the associations going to make sure just, you've got fingers in pies and hopefully... Yeah, well, just to get to know the horses as well. I think I always think it's important for a jockey to know know the horses that they're riding and it's fun being involved in a team as well, you know, going into the yard and, you know, you have a laugh and it's, um, you know, even if you're not riding them, then you're following them and it's, um, yeah, it's an exciting time of year because anything, anything could happen. How come you're so hungry for it still, Hayley? I mean, you're talking about riding the midsummer, then nine meetings in a week, etc. Do you want to do that and be flat out and going for it? Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it now. I think um, might be a different story in three months. Before, when I, you know, I was flying, I'd stay all winter. I'd probably have a couple of holidays, but now I've I take the winter off just to get myself back into this frame of mind. Because if I was riding on the all-weather all winter... Get stale. Um, and I know that the racing on the all-weather is stepping up. It's getting a bit more interesting. The prize money is getting a little bit better. But but for me, it was 
you know, going and riding out for Saeed, even though I was in every morning, we'd finish pretty early and getting the odd ride at, at Maidan. It's just, it's just freshened me up and um, I think it does a lot of the lads. I think now I'm a little bit older, it's sort of it feels mind like control, really. More on your terms now. I think when you were younger, you know, you were just being driven along and, you know, ambitious and but yeah. when you get a bit older you understand you appreciate it don't yeah you, I suppose and yeah feels like you're to me the period at the period of time where you decided to not carry on riding you, there's the stress of it was kind of wearing you down you see you yeah. weren't enjoying it it's probably reflecting in your riding you're always ridden with such great um rhythm but now you can just see you're carefree and that really translates into your riding you're probably riding i don't know if would you say you're riding as well now as you ever have i, th I feel a lot more confident and yeah. out about it than i have been and, and like you say that i put myself under a lot of pressure particularly did, when yeah. i tried to come back from my injuries i just wanted to prove to everyone i was okay because initially i wasn't you know I, didn't, I had a few months where i was you know taking horses out of gaps that i shouldn't have done and and then everyone noticed it. And then I just, then I, even though I was riding okay again, sort of no one was interested. And I tried so hard just to prove that I was okay. And I just wore myself out. And I was like, stuff this, got disheartened. And But yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure in racing, whether you're, especially as a jockey or you're a trainer, because it's a, it's a results business. Yeah. And everyone, you feel that like every person, when you go out to ride and you're feeling that way or when your horses aren't running that well, you feel the whole world's watching everything you do. Mm. And they're not. Everyone's got their own problems. Yeah. Everyone's Anyone got their own cares. issues to do. <laughs> and, you're, and, 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 you know, it can, and pressure generally is a, is a very negative thing in racing because you can't force horses to run any yeah. faster and you can't make horses um, take, you know, you can't take gaps if they don't exist. So mm. we can see your happy and it's great to yeah. um great to have you back riding i know it's been a while now but hopefully yeah. we can give you some winners between us this year i know charlie's kind of got a stable jockey in but um maybe mike sells at yarmouth or something like that Hayley, you have been an outstanding <laughs> guest we have loved having you thanks on. h you're yeah. great Big was that better than ollie bell oh, yes way better. Yes. Much better. <laughs> Much better that's the main thing <laughs> that's that then for episode three as i say an absolute privilege to have hayley turner as our special guest uh, i'll just sign off by wishing george and charlie all the best with their upcoming runners uh, and yes my book is out this week the triumph of henry cecil um, we hope you've enjoyed listening we'll be back in a fortnight just before the guineas festival and thanks to the superb king's head dullingham for hosting us again thanks too to carl homer from cambridge tv for producing us don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Bridal Podcast. And also, please do subscribe so that you won't miss an episode of George and Charlie Off the Bridal. Look forward to you joining us again in just over a fortnight's time. Goodbye. 